coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double the value of your company within three years or give you your money back. Good day, Dave. Good day, Michael. How are you doing today? You seem a little upbeat. Well, that's because uh, one of my buddies, Bob McCool, is here with us. Bob has a uh, company called Aerial MIS. He's a managed service provider, so he provides IT support for small to medium-sized businesses. Bob and I go back, man, probably five or six years and uh, just love the guy. So I'm, I'm so happy that he's here with us today and he's going to talk to us about Cybersecurity for small and medium-sized businesses. I'm just excited to have an IT guy here that has a sense of humor because a lot of times that's you know that's unique <laughs> these days. So I think Bob's awesome. Uh, think the world of him. Glad to have you, Bob. Well, thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks yeah. for inviting me over. Yeah, I think I wore him down. He was pretty uptight when I first met him. Okay, I give up. Well, if any of you people know Mike, <laughs> hang out with him just a little while. He does wear you down. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> Love you, Mike. Yeah. All right, Bob. Well, so, you know, you, we hear about cybersecurity a lot. And um, I don't know whether it's brand new or it's been around for a long time, but what is cybersecurity designed to accomplish for Small and medium-sized businesses specifically. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you're right. It's it's been around a long time. It it wasn't called it wasn't called cybersecurity. It was uh, you know virus protection, and eventually became malware protection. And as the industry built, and more and more hackers became more sophisticated, and it sort of became cybersecurity. And so it's it's gotten to the point now where we're we're trying to protect you know network systems computers and printers and things like that, but also devices like cameras and, gosh, refrigerators, who knows what sure, has a device sure. in it now, right? As well as software programs. We have so many software programs in the world today than we, than we did 20 years ago or 30 years ago. And we're just trying to prevent them from being attacked by hackers who are trying to break in and cause disruption and ultimately profit from you know creating havoc in your, in your world. Yeah, I've traveled. I've traveled the country and I've seen all these billboards with uh, this rolling counter, how many cyber attacks we have like every second. And it's tremendous. I mean, talk to us a little bit about what you know about hackers and kind of just so we're aware of how real this is to even small to medium-sized businesses. Yeah, you know, we do envision in in, in a lot of the training that I do, we we envision this, uh, you know, guy in a dark dark coat just sitting there at a computer and hacking away at things, but that's not what's going on. I mean, we have- He has a light coat. Light coat, yes, and no hat, no hood. We have businesses now that are, you know, have come up in in Eastern Bloc, third world countries, and and it's their goal. They they are sitting there in an office just like we are here today, and they have goals and revenue goals that they have to meet, and they're they're working to hack U.S. and European countries and try to gain profit, and that's what they do. So you know, you see if if, if a guy can sit there and generate. $150,000 in revenue for the for the company through ransomware or some other method through hacking in um, and uh, getting your banking information, then they're they're meeting their goals. So it, it's truly business. And yes, there are still hackers out there that are sitting there in dark coats doing 
This is different, different kinds of hackers. This is a lot. This is what's really going on. I mean, these are sophisticated companies that are are focused on attacking the U.S. And I didn't Europe. know that. Do you know that, Mike? Yeah, I, did, I didn't know it was that organized. Uh, that's that's frightening, because uh, so you're talking about a, a multinational, perhaps uh, against a 15-person small, medium-sized business. I mean, how are they supposed to survive? Oh, exactly. And I mean, we we just finished a. Dealing with a, a 27-person company and work with the uh, cyber. Fortunately, they had cybersecurity insurance, which we encourage everybody to have these days. They were they they handled everything, so we had the opportunity to work with this this insurance company. They were negotiating with the company that was that had locked the files and created the ransomware, mm-hmm. trying to negotiate the price down. They got about five hundred dollars off, not very much, <laughs> but uh, it's and they have experience in doing that, right? And they said this particular group was the most organized and sophisticated company they have worked with ever. Um, so, well, wow. you know, it was it was handled and negotiated mm-hmm. and released. Well, that leads us right into it. Is it is it really necessary for a small to medium sized business to have that kind of cybersecurity? Absolutely, it's. For the hackers, it, it, it could be five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars, right? So it really comes down to them looking at a company and trying to figure out whether the that, that there's enough risk that you're not willing to take. You know, if they lock your files, if you're an engineering company, for example, and you have uh, proprietary systems or proprietary drawings that, that you don't want released to the public, locking them doesn't do a whole lot of good, but threatening to put them out on the public web to your competitors. Now all of a sudden that might be worth ten grand to you or twenty grand to you. Mm-hmm. If you're a nonprofit who has donors or, or God forbid, clients or a healthcare agency with, with patients, and you and that information is gotten and then released, which has happened, then all of a sudden I, your 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 business is gone, right? And, sure, and your sure. reputation is shot. So sure. it's just it's critical that businesses, whether you're five users or. 5,000 users or 500,000 users, you, you've got to protect yourself. Well, you can see a 25 to 30 person company, whether they're engineering firm, accounting firm, CPA firm, management consulting firm, machine shop, uh, someone in the trade, you do have some proprietary information that you don't want to uh, you know, get out into the public and or you have information that you rely on every day and if they get locked down, you're stuck. So. Would you pay twenty grand to get it back? Probably. I mean, I could see the business model. Dave, um, maybe we should. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, no, I, I could, I could it, uh, it's model. amazing that I can fire up Microsoft Word. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's not. It's not just you know getting stuck in your business. That's expensive in and of itself. But there are company. You know, a lot of companies have backup, and those backups are are being done well, and so you can recover. You might be a day behind, and it's not a big deal. But you know, this healthcare company that that was uh, reported last year, they they chose not to pay the ransom. They started going after their patients and saying, "If you don't pay us a ransom, we're going to start. We're going to release your information." Right. Well, so they had the data. Well, so they're getting more sophisticated. They're they're putting threats out there once they get the data to release that, it. That they're willing to actually execute. Oh, absolutely. And it's easy, you know, once they're in, and that's the other thing is you don't even know when hackers are in your network if you're not paying attention. And that's a big part of this too, is having tools in place that let you know whether somebody's in your system besides the people that are supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And if you're not paying attention to that, they could be in there for a week, looking for, spending time in, copying data out, and then they come back and 
hit you with the ransomware and say, oh, by the way, we have all your data. So, sure, if you want to not pay the ransom, we're going to release this to the public. Sure, sure. Well, I think, Bob, you you um, you talk about your customers, and um, so you do their backups, and you make sure they have firewalls in place and so forth, but our experience with small and medium-sized businesses is not that. I mean, I, I, I mean we deal with 50-person uh, businesses that don't have a good IT infrastructure, and they aren't they don't have a managed service provider, they're not doing backups. I mean, so I think there's probably more people out there uh, in terms of small business owners that have exposure um, than, than we, we, we care to think. No, oh, definitely. I mean, how many how many plumbing and heating companies do you think actually have cybersecurity set up? I mean, just think of that. I mean, they, they're they there to take care of plumbing, heating, trying to keep guys employed. A lot of those, especially trades, are hard to find those guys as it is. Um, a lot of those guys don't even have an ERP system. They have a paper-based system. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but they're banking. Uh, they're using QuickBooks, all sure, that stuff. Sure, sure. And when you figure out, hey, you know, so-and-so's charging me $800 for this and only cost them 200 bucks for the part, you know, that and they don't want that information out there. It could really hurt them. The competition's so stiff. Sure. But you don't think of those guys really putting that in place, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let alone any small business, right? I agree. Well... Bob, are we on the front end of this or are we on the back end of this? I mean, how much worse is it? Is it going to get better before it gets worse or is it going to get worse before it gets better? I would I would say it's going to continue at the, at the pace that it's going and it will likely get worse before it gets better. And these companies are realizing it works, right? And so this, they know they know how to generate revenue by, by locking down systems. So until more and more companies are protected so that they can't get in and they're going to continue to, they're going to become more sophisticated. They're mm-hmm. going to go after you know specific types of firewalls or specific types of email systems or software programs they're just constantly constantly looking for vulnerabilities and trying to figure out how to get in and, and break so it's going to continue and it'll probably get worse before it gets better I, I have I have little doubt because I said you, you know if, if you if you could sit there and, and generate 10 20 30 grand in revenue a month by sending out a bunch of emails and phishing emails and getting you know, people to click on them, and next thing you know, you can be in their system. I mean, for them, it's I mean, it's it's fun, right? They're jumping into sure, people's systems, sure. or poking around, or oh yeah, it's it's definitely yeah. They get, get paid, they get paid to break the rules. If right. you have a rebellious spirit, it's easy right. to jump into that, right? I'd like to do it. But I'm afraid my mom would find out, and then oh, hell would break loose. No, you ain't. I would tell your mom. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> well, their mom's I'd, probably doing it. I'd yeah. get her here. So, so you mentioned emails. I mean, like. Emails are on the on the menu for cybersecurity. I'd say emails are the, the the primary way that that hackers are getting into systems. We see it we see it every single day, every day, several times a day. We we have tools in place for our customers that we're monitoring everything that's going on. And you know, we had a we had a customer who had a bunch of attachments show up, and one of the one of the people in the company said it was a good email, and we didn't even hear about it for probably an hour or so after. And oh. Somebody said, "Hey, you know, we we double clicked on this thing and, and nothing happened." I'm like, what is it? You know, we got in there, looked at it, like, where did you think this came from? So, I mean, fortunately, we we, we were able to put our tools in place and and find it and get rid of it and stop it. But oh, it, it happens every single day. This is why we see so many software updates that come up, like Microsoft Outlook, up and see. I mean, because it seems like every time I turn on my email or something, something's always updating. That's that's a part of it, but the majority of the the 
the ways that they're attacking with email can't be protected by updating your your software packages. That is that is another way that, that systems are attacked, right? They're they're going after that. But if they can get you to do something for them, right? If they can convince you that that link to PayPal because you know you got a thousand dollars in your account mm-hmm. that they're wondering what to do with, and you just have to go see it because you can't help yourself. You click on it and something gets installed and, and you don't even know it. And you're going, oh, yeah, somebody fooled me. But, well, they, they did. Say, so, say yeah. I'm Josh Mucatelli and, and I'm a great machinist and I have a good business and I'm getting these emails. What are, what are some key flags you look for? I mean, for me, I was taught, hey, look at the email addresses it's coming from because, you know, a PayPal email isn't going to have a Gmail address coming to you, right? So right. What, are, what are, you know, a couple, two, three things that people can just be aware of to open their eyes and look at before they click on something. Yeah, and you're, you're exactly right, David. It's looking at where the email's coming from is key and using common sense, right? We, we tend to just trust things because they, they're on our computer. We've just come up that way. But looking at an email from PayPal and looking at it closely and seeing it's a Gmail account is a really good morning. Mm-hmm. I, I got you know, go, man. I just, I just, I, I did that this morning. <laughs> You know the other the other the other things are you know they're getting much better with their language, but you can if you just take a minute and read the email, it's still a pretty good. You can almost se- you can sense you can tell, almost sense right? an accent in there. Yes, exactly, exactly. And but they are getting very good. They're good. They're getting much much better. Um, the, the other thing is there there are lots of uh, uh, nifty ways you can go in and, and analyze an email and figure it out. There's a, you know, if you're a little bit of a power user and you know about internet headers, you can go in there and see, you know, for sure where that email came from. There's there's neat stuff that we do. But what we're finding is there are some great tools out there now that we can put in place that, one, they stop all the ones they know about already, and they also uh, give you a, a way to alert them. Well, they, they, they provide an alert to you that says, hey, this looks a little fishy, you know, literally no pun intended. <laughs> so look at it closely. And then it gives you a way to report a phishing email. So if you are a sharp guy in your company and you're like, oh, wait a minute, this is definitely a phishing email. It gives you a little button, you report it. Nothing takes the email out of everybody in the company. It takes it out of their mailbox. It's gone. So that's That's awesome. I mean, how uh, that's great. How else can SMBs protect themselves you know, on a modest budget, because I mean, people, I've seen some quotes come across the desks for so many small businesses where it's like $3,500 a month and, and some small businesses, that's hard for them to, to swallow. So give us some ways that these small to medium sized businesses can protect themselves and, sure. and, and on a modest budget. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, in budget, that's probably the operative word. Right? Very we, much we, so. We put, we, we set our budgets every year and we, we find our trucks and our cars and our refrigerators and other things we need for our office and not honestly it's it is often overlooked as as a budget item in, in small businesses and, and that needs to change yeah not that people need it to run their business right they, yeah the computers and cell phones and you know, printers like a, like a car. <laughs> yeah um so it, it's that that is that's really important but it's not outrageous right it's when you buy a computer for a let's say you spend fifteen hundred dollars on a computer right divide that over three years and I don't know, what do you get 50 bucks a month for the for the computer or something like that mm-hmm. over, over the course of its replacement? So I, I like to think of it in terms of an employee. I'm, I'm paying an employee somewhere between probably 25 and 150 grand a year if I'm a small business. And you know, to spend another 30 or 40, 50 dollars for each user every mm-hmm. month to make sure they're protected is not a bad investment. Well, what's the loss on, on 10 hours of work? 
Say they right. can't say they can't get to their computer for ten hours. What's that cost you? Exactly, it's a heck of a lot more than thirty bucks a sure, month. Sure, and there are great calculators out there to help you look at that and figure it out. And and people are thinking, oh, it'll never happen to me, but it's happening. I mean, I'm I'm a small business, right? So yeah. so there there's five of us, and we we take care of about 30, 40 companies here in the, in the uh, Denver metro area. And but, but you like us the best, though. Oh, we love you the best. You're yeah. you're absolutely one of our yeah. best customers. Nice. Oh, I got sorry, it. I got our it. very best customers. See, we have that in record, and he said that in front of me. But I'm hard to do. I was looking at Mike. <laughs> love you, Mike. <laughs> But um, yeah, it, it's it it's just not outrageous. It's not outrageous to, to to protect yourself from these you know from these hackers. Just lots of great tools and, and, and education too. That's a really big thing that we do for our customers is we provide that routine training to help people understand what they're looking for. You asked that question earlier. It's, mm-hmm. it's, we 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 train our customers on what to look for in those emails. Uh, I, Dave and I come out of uh, corporate America, and corporate America, you know, you have an IT. Um, function within your company. When something goes wrong, you just call IT and they come and, <laughs> and fix it. And then when you strike out on your own as a small, medium-sized business owner, you don't have IT, man. I mean, you, if you want IT, you got to buy it. Right. And uh, so Dave and I are like, well, you know, we're a small company, but we do pretty good. And our clients are our number one um, um, focus area. And uh, and we work a pretty full day, so the last thing we need is to have our laptop go down, or our computer go down, because of something silly. And so, you know, our recommendation to our listeners is uh, you got to find a, a managed service provider, like an AeroMIS. If you're in the Front Range of Colorado, he's your man. But if you're not in the Front Range of Colorado, don't, don't you know, your your sister or your cousin is not going to be your IT person. I mean. Uh, because if that's the case, it's too late by the time you give them a call, right? So yeah. this preventative maintenance thing is a big deal. You're exactly right, Mike. It, it's it benefits both sides. You know, it's it's always good to treat your vendors well and and your customers well. And you know, we learned early on in this business that it works so much better if you allow us to be responsible for the systems and help you through it day to day, and you know, not just respond when sure you know you go, oh crap. I got a problem. Come in here and help me. Do you it's, only de- do you only deal with local companies here? Or can you service somebody like in Indiana? We have a couple of customers outside of here. Our primary focus is here in the Front Range area, uh, but we're we keep looking at expanding out into to different areas. We have some customers in Ohio mm-hmm. uh, that we work with, and it goes pretty well. So we're we're exploring that more and more. Well, Bob, I really appreciate you making uh, making the podcast today. Uh, you're a very just just a good dude, and I and I, I really appreciate you joining us. Oh, thank you, Dave. It was a pleasure. And right on, Dave. Well, I'll, I'll, don't don't write on me yet. I got something, man. I worked mm-hmm. with uh, IT people in Philadelphia, in Florida, in Indiana, um, and I remember I, I pushed back a little bit on Mike because I'm always trying to save a penny. You know, it's all about profit, right? Mm-hmm. So more opex means a little less profit. Mm-hmm. And Mike says, "Hey, you know, Bob's my boy. You know, you, you this is important to me." Since we've actually started using our Aerial MIS, um, I have a problem with my computer. You guys are in my system in a matter of sometimes minutes. You guys answer the phone. You don't flake out and disappear. If anybody has dealt with a lot of IT people, it's just hard to find somebody that's good and reliable. And I'll give my wholehearted endorsement to Bob and his team at Aerial MIS. They're some of the best people I've ever come across. 
and I'll tell you in this industry and in every every industry, you know, hacking is there. Cybersecurity is super important. And I can't encourage you more to be on top of your game there. Right on, dude. Yeah, right on, Mike. Appreciate that. We at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.